Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Monday morning edition of the Beachside CEO, heard on the Home Business Radio Network, the voice of Positive Powered Radio. Listen, we are coming down to the last few weeks of the economic, I can't ever get it out, economic freedom contest. If you go to hbrncontest.com, that's hbrncontest.com, up to $25,000 worth of prizes, free training from some of the greatest folks out there. And I tell you, people are all the time saying, Troy, does the telephone still work? Well, we have two great coaches that are on the Home Business Radio Network, Tracy Monafort and Todd Falcone. Both of these individuals understand how to use the telephone. I had the privilege when they were getting started of supporting them, and I mean both of them have built phenomenal training careers. Todd was my trainer of the decade. Uh, Tracy has built one of the most wonderful online systems to help people out, and I just think it rocks. I think you guys are doing an awesome, awesome job, you know, at what it takes to work with this, and it's just, you know... it. It's just wonderful. I just love it, and you guys got to go check it out, hbrncontest.com. I think it's great there. Okay, we're in Dr. Cloud's book, and this is part of a series of books he's done called The Secret Things of God. Now, if you're new to hanging out with me, some of you may not realize I walk my faith pretty good. I don't preach at you. I don't judge you. I don't care about any of that, but at the same time, the world likes tolerance, so I, I, I would hope that you would respect and be a little tolerant of me whenever I throw some things in there. And I believe, just like those folks that believe in the law of attraction, that there are certain universal laws, in my case, that God created. And happiness is one of them. And in this book, we've been studying the law of happiness. We, we study how spiritual wisdom and modern science can change your life. And I've, I, it's funny because I've had some pretty wild and crazy conversations offline with some of my Christian buddies who they were under the, the preconceived idea that science had nothing to do with the Bible. And I, you know, sometimes we're, we're all at different stages of our walk in life. And this has been a rocking thing that I just love. And today we're talking about happy people have a calling. And that's not something you hear about all the time. You don't, you don't go around in the secular world and, and hearing people from stage saying, what's your calling? Why are you here in our business? But in the deep-rooted side of things, when you look at the psychological impact, it makes a big difference. I believe this is what separates management from your blue-collar worker. I believe in a lot of cases, blue-collar workers go to work for a paycheck. That's probably one of the reasons they probably don't have the success that they always want in the real world is because Sadly, they're just working for a paycheck in network marketing or in a franchise or, or in another home-based business. It isn't until you truly find your passion, truly find that calling, that you're going to get it. And here's, a, here's the story that, that Dr. Cloud uses. He says, one day I was out with a buddy of mine, and I asked him, why do you want to change careers? He said, because building houses has no meaning. I want my work to mean something. He goes, right now I just buy a piece of land, build a bunch of houses, turn them, flip them, sell them, make a pile of money, and go to the next deal. It just doesn't mean anything to me. I hate my work. A few weeks later, Dr. Cloud 
was out with another friend of his who's also a contractor. And he says, hey, do you really love your job? He goes, oh, my gosh, it brings me so much fulfillment. And Dr. Cloud goes, why? He goes, well, he goes, it starts when I'm in a helicopter looking at a piece of land. He goes, in my mind's eye, I can see the cul-de-sacs with children playing and the and the green belts with playgrounds where they'll be riding their bikes. Then when we design the houses and I meet with the <laughs> excuse me, the architects, I make sure that the homes are planned in a way that they will have great places for or spaces for families to be together and to celebrate life. He goes like he goes, one of the things I do is I don't put in a kitchen around the corner from the den. I tell architects everyone should be connected so whoever is cooking is right in the middle of the action of where everybody's just hanging out. He goes, then I see the fireplaces with the stockings from Christmas time and, and everybody celebrating and gathering around and the fireplace crackling. He goes, there are the stairs where the teenage girls will one day walk down for their prom or, or for their wedding. He goes, when I think about how we're creating communities and homes where people can build lives, families, and friendships, he goes, what could have better meaning? Dr. Cloud was able to see, as he described what he was talking about, the passion that he had. And see, if you can't express this kind of passion in your business, then seriously, I would question, you know, what exactly are you doing? What exactly are you are you looking for in life? See, this is a question that so many people don't get. And it's amazing to me. We go to work, and, and, and I, I guess here's an example that I can use, because we've seen this on the news. The, they've done a lot of investigative reports on this, is the auto workers. They will, they will stand around the plants, and they show auto workers coming out of the plant for their breaks. And they're sitting there smoking a joint, or they're, or they're drinking beer, or they're getting some whiskey or something. Then they go back into work. Then they get off work and they do the same thing. Not all of them. I'm, I'm not trying to paint auto workers with these evil people. I'm trying to use an expression here. And it's like, wow. How many times in your life have you got up and gone to work? And it's just a rogue experience. And you get home, it, you, you, half the time you can't even remember what you did that day. Sometimes the time flies by, sometimes it doesn't. I believe this is why people end up in affairs and they start talking about their house husband or their housewife, or I mean their work wife or their work husband, and it's because the only thing that's taken them to work is this emotional connection to somebody else. It's not because they're fulfilling a calling. So how can we how can we get past this? How can we how can we get to a position where literally we are we're fulfilling a calling that, that, that is inside of us. Listen to this. Researchers have, have written out, they've discovered, that when it comes to how people look at their work, there are three types of people. I think you need to write this down. Put it on a three-by-five card. Write this down and analyze it for yourself so that you can, you can fully get it and understand it. Because I, I had to do this. I had to think about what type of person am I? Number one, there's those people who see their work as a job with its main purpose as being able just to provide a living. Number two, are those people who see their work as a career 
with the purpose of advancing upward on a path. And three, those who see their job as a calling with a higher purpose of contributing to a larger good and for a benefit that ex- than, than ex- and the experience that is bigger than the work itself. Now, here's what we got to look at. Which do you think you are the most? Now, now we all go through stages. Trust me, I go through stages. There's days when I'm answering comments on my blog. I don't want to do that. I get freaking burnt out. The ble- the, you want to know what God blessed me with this year? So many clients asking me to speak at their events that I'm constantly traveling every month and getting away from that focus on the computer. Going to have to replace my roof here in a couple months because of winds and rains and stuff. So, you know, it's uh, it, that's going to take my mind away from it. But sometimes I get burnt out just like you guys because all of a sudden I'm just looking at it as a job, as, as something that really does suck. Not all the time because I know God called me to help people in all stages of life, not just in business but in their personal life and spiritual life. And and sometimes I've missed this radio show because I have been out there meeting with somebody, hanging with them, and doing some consulting on a personal level, some mentoring. I wear a bracelet on my – I wear many bracelets on my arms. People say, dude, you are just strange. And it's like, yeah, I know I am. But they all mean something. And one that I wear says, I am second. And it's because I've realized that part of my calling in life is to be number two. I'm the consulary. It's Italian for consultant or, or counselor. I'm not the, I'm not, God didn't create me to be number one in anybody's program out there. He created me to be able to support those that he created to be number one. We can, I'd do a whole training on that. But see, you've got to figure out which one you are. Because, see, once you figure it out, then you kind of get a feeling for where you're going. And listen, maybe your job isn't your calling, but it is what's there to help you become the person you're supposed to become by paying the bills. I mean, that that's strictly could be that way. And did you know, and some of you may not know this, you know that there's some of the most powerful men in the world started off being taxi cab drivers and porters at hotels. And the reason they did that is because they could be there and be around all the people and get all kinds of information and go make go make real estate deals and investment deals based on the information they'd gotten from other people. So don't let your job, no matter where you're at or what you're doing, don't don't let anybody ever look down at you. It may be the stepping stone, the catalyst to where you're supposed to go. But see, knowing who you are as an individual, knowing who you are as a person is what's going to help you go to the next level. Matter of fact, there's three or four things. Let's let's talk about them. How do you know where your calling's coming from? What do you how do you know to figure it out? Number one, and this is first and foremost, your sense of calling beco- comes from who you are as a person. See, one of the things that I love to do is you guys, I just love serving others. Now, I got to make money and pay the bills. I get paid really good money from companies when I go in and do consulting work and and work with them or, or document their progress. Like Ocean Avenue is a company right now we're working with where we literally are documenting. We're going to put together this, this beautiful inside piece to show what it takes to launch a network marketing company successfully. And we're going to follow them for over two years in their startup process as they start to grow. This is going to be the first project like this, I think, ever in network marketing. It's going to be a phenomenal time. It's going to be fun to watch. 
we're we're just going to have a blast with it. At other times, companies will will hire me to come in and and just just do some public relations stuff. Hey, how can we make sure that people understand what our true story is and and we can get out there? Sometimes I do crisis management work for people. I've got a couple of great leaders in network marketing that have just been really slammed by people that don't know them, so we try to make sure that the information that's out there is pretty balanced. Now, I get paid to do that, but here's what I have a blast doing is whenever I'm out there able to work with companies or distributors, and I don't get paid. See, one of the things that we do is we give back at least 10% of our hourly rate to distributors, and we don't charge them for anything. That's why you see so much activity in blog comments, and we take so many phone calls and answer so many emails. It's because that's how we give back to people and help them. When people call and say, Troy, my company is just not right for me, I do my best to, to get to know who they are as a person so that we can make some suggestions of companies that might fit their calling in life. So number one, and most foremost, you have to know who you are. So you can't compare yourself to the outsiders. You've got to look deep inside of you. Are you the kind of person who's motivated by transcendent values and and care more about the real things in life? Or or are you one of those that wants the possessions, you know, the cars, the the houses, the the hot-looking women or men on your arm all the time? What... I'm not knocking that. Some people are just visual people, so don't 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 let people talk down to you about that. Figure out wh- who you are as a person, so we know where to go. The second thing is realizing that your talents are a gift. In my case, I know my talents are a gift from God. Maybe you believe your gifts are you know you're an atheist and you just believe you were born with them. I don't know, but doggone it, you got to realize that your talents are a gift. So this is the second thing. That, that you've got to look at when you're trying to sense your calling is to realize that your life and your talents have been given to you for a higher purpose. Some of my friends who are, <clears throat> who are on their own spiritual journey and they're heavy, heavy into law of attraction, I, I talk to them sometimes and show them where they're in their own mindset. They've, they've got this conflict because they'll be saying, hey, we're going to attract all this good to us, and then what comes out of their mouth is a bunch of dull, negative, disillusion crap. I'll say, okay, you got to get your values in order. Because if, if you don't feel like you deserve all this on the inside, then based on your beliefs, you're not going to get it. It's amazing how many people don't get that. So you got to know what your gifts are. And you need to be focusing on your life around your gifts. Probably your gifts will shine a little bit in the job that you're doing. That's going to help you. Troy, I don't know what my gifts are. Okay, what gives you joy? I like to, I mean, I just, it's a passion for me to do research and to dig and to use my mind. But my my 18-year-old baby girl came in and she said, Daddy, Jesse said there's a hose hanging down on my truck and he doesn't know where it goes. Jesse's her boyfriend. So I go out and I look and I get under her car and I said, oh, baby, not only that, but I see a couple other things. I said, we bought your car used and and the guy we bought it from had been putting his boat in the ocean for several years and, and she's got some corrosion down there on her springs on the back of the car. Guess what? Man, my eyes lit up, and I thought, all right, I get to work on my girl's car. See, I love to work with my hands, make wooden pins, make make bowls, make lamps. I love woodworking. I love working on cars. I have guys that say, Troy, why would you work on your own daggum car? Because it's such a fulfillment when you actually are able to do something and see it make sense. So you gotta you got to know what your gifts are. 
Now, I know I'm not an auto mechanic, so you're never going to see me offer to work on somebody else's car. But I know that working with my hands are something that I can do. And you would see me do sheetrock for people. Matter of fact, during Katrina, Dalton and I, with a crew of of guys, went over to uh, Bay St. Louis and did the complete sheetrock job inside of a house that had been trashed. I love construction. I'll do a roof. I mean, that's just fun to me. Not something I'm going to do as a career, but something I could do to make a lot of money, because I have in the past. The Bible says this, and I thought this was pretty good as we were looking at gifts. He, being God, creates each of us by Jesus Christ who joined him in the work that he does. The good work he has gotten ready for us to do, work we had better be doing. In other words, we are all created for something. Why aren't we doing it? Look at your abilities. But don't look at them in terms of just what kind of paycheck you can get or how how high up it can advance you. Look at your skills and gifts and say, hey, what, what could I use these for? How can I put these to work worldwide? Start with just your little community. My buddy, Paul Sherwood, you guys have heard me talk about him. From from political ideology, we totally disagree with each other. And from from changing the world, from a humanitarian side and from a spiritual side, we are on the same page. We, we have a blast. He puts in, actually designs and puts in, fire sprinkler systems on the Emerald Coast to protect buildings and families. Now, he's good at that. That's, that's some of his talent. But you want to know what his passion is. His passion is going out on the weekends, filling his, his van full of hot meals and delivering them to people that can't get out and, and eat. He's part of an organization called SOS, which I don't know what that means, Serve Our Suppers or something. And... Seven days a week, they've got teams that that just constantly do this. It's beautiful to watch because it's where his true passion is. One of my one of the guys that I admire here in town, I know his kids and and his managers, and I know him, but he wouldn't know who I am. Is Charles Morgan? He runs Harbordox, my favorite restaurant. He has several restaurants. His dad was a well known, well acclaimed white attorney in the South that would defend black folks during some really oppressive times. One of those events that took place for Charlie was when his dad was representing some black guys. And the sad thing is it was some white deacons that had killed some of their people. Deacons in a church. So Charlie doesn't have a lot of room for Christians in his life. He's definitely not Republican. He serves wonderful food, has a passion for people And one of the things that we always connect on is every year he brings all the boat captains together and they take all the children in the community out for a deep-sea fishing excursion. Then they bring them back in and cook that fish and the kids have a blast. Every Thanksgiving and Christmas he he shuts the restaurants down and opens the doors and tells anybody, doesn't matter if you're rich or not rich, come in and have a Christmas meal. Come in and have Thanksgiving. Let's celebrate life together. He knows his calling. He uses his gifts for for the restaurant business for his calling. Each of us are different. Each of us have this. Another thing that the Bible says that I've always loved, I think it just rocks. At least it rocks for me. It says, whatever you do, 
Work it with all your heart and working for it as to the Lord, not to men. Todd Falcone called me one night. It was about 12 o'clock. He said, why in the same hill do you put so much energy in for a company and a guy that doesn't appreciate you? I said, Todd, you, you love Jesus, man. You got a Bible handy? Yeah. I said, open it up. I gave him the scripture, and what he read was, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not to men. So that's what I do all the time. I had a guy on my blog the other day say, Troy, what's going to happen if, if Zeke Rewards gets shut down by the regulators and here you are, you've been supporting them? I said, for number one, I wasn't supporting them per se, but I am supporting all the people involved from the corporate offices to the field. And I want to make sure that the information as we know it is correct and out there for everybody to see, whether it's a critic's viewpoint or my viewpoint. I said, but no matter what happens to Zeke Rewards, I'm not working for you. I'm not working for men. I'm making sure that everything I do is unto the Lord and that I do it right. And see, that's what we've got to do when we have a passion, when we have a calling. When we're sitting here trying to figure out what is it I'm supposed to do, how do I know if I'm doing this right? Happy people have a calling. Third thing you've got to look at is what's your view towards people? See, the third principle in figuring out what your passion is and what your calling is comes from understanding that what we do is all about the people on the receiving end. So if all you do every day is 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 you join companies, I don't care what company it is, you join a company based on the money and how much it can do for you and not what it can do for other people, then that's probably a vocation, but it's not going to be your calling. Now, here's one for you that may, may, may shock you a little bit, especially my Christian friends, but there's a gentleman in Vegas, and he's anonymous. But all year long, all he is is a professional gambler. He, he truly knows how to play games of skill, and he earns millions and millions and millions of dollars at it every year. But when you sit down and you talk to him, he says, that's, that's just my profession, or not my profession, that's my vocation, that's what I'm good at. He goes, my... My calling in life is to take my winnings at the end of the year and go find families across the United States that need their house paid off or they, they need their bills paid or they need medical. They need some, He goes, I love giving to people, and this allows me to do that and never have to expect anything from anybody else. I know it's kind of weird because most of us conservative Christians say, dude, you shouldn't even be gambling in the first place. And I know all that. I'm not, I'm not digging into that part of it. I'm just saying, here's somebody that that knows what his calling is. See, everybody's got a calling, but the only way to do it is to figure out what's your main intent. If I'm willing to give of my time to the network marketing community by sitting on the board of directors of the Association of Network Marketing Professionals and not being paid for it, by doing a radio show each and every morning that, that at best I may have one or two sponsors every now and then that will, will pay for me to, to be on the show, to be on the home business radio network 24-7 doing the news and doing shows, and I don't get any direct payment. But what I get is just like this little Skype message I've got from a young lady in Amsterdam. And she said, hey, Troy, a couple days ago I saw your videos on YouTube, and I thought you were doing Zeke. But you're really on a radio show, and now I'm listening, and I'm learning so much about who I am. Now, that's pretty wild. Or one yesterday, I got a text message from a top leader in network marketing. He said, Troy, what's the link that I can send all of your shows to my team? They've got to learn this stuff. 
or a top leader in Monavi that writes and says, Troy, I'm listening about the law of happiness and it's on forgiveness and I realize how many people in my life I haven't yet started to forgive. See, we're all different and we all have a different calling. But I know at the end of the day, it's not about me. That's why this bracelet on my hand says, I am second. It's always about others, whether it's my wife, my kids, my, my, my business partners, my constituents in network marketing, my clients. That's the deal. And see, for, <coughs> excuse me, every day, I know my work has meaning. I know I'm making a difference in people's lives. To me, I'm doing my Lord's work. See, it's funny because I've had guys in network marketing say, Troy, how in the world can you put up such controversial posts? The critics come out of the woodwork, some of them from inside network marketing, some of them from outside. They lamb blast you, they slam you, and yet you seem to keep a level head all the time. Well, it's not because I'm emotionalist. It's not because I don't get ticked off. But it's because there's another verse in the Bible that says... Not to act like others. That if you go with a soft heart and an open spirit, and you go with the willingness to learn, that you can you can knock down wrath. I haven't always been that way. Those of you that know my history know about my anger issues and and what that has cost me financially, and and how many times I've been before a judge on felony charges because of that. But once you get it, once you realize, man, this ain't about me. It's about others. Tommy Chenault learned that when he had to go through AA as a drunk. And he shares that story all the time. And every Christmas and every Thanksgiving, he has a foundation, and all they do is go out and feed homeless people. He's brought homeless men and women into his house and been robbed, but it doesn't change his passion for other people. So you've got to know this. During 2009, when Dr. Cloud was working with Wall Street, so many people were freaking out that were brokers and stuff. And one guy came up to him, and he, and he and Dr. Cloud said, I could just see he was happy. And he goes, I looked at him and said, what's the deal? Why are you so happy? He said, do you realize I'm helping to make a difference in people's lives? Even today, with, with the market crashing and people freaking, I get to be on the telephone giving them hope and giving them a calmness and walking them through it and telling them it's going to be okay. He goes, this is my calling in life. We all have this different types of calling that we've got to look at. The fourth thing is you've got to own the gifts that you've been given. See, your, your sense of calling has to do with seeing the world as a place where, where, in my case, this is what I believe, God's given everybody gifts and talents, and we all fit into the bigger puzzle. We're all part of one big deal. This is why a couple of weeks ago I got on to a top leader in Lightyear, and I'm getting ready to get on to some top leaders in Vitel because they, they, they kind of use this scepterfuge. They lamb blast each other when really at the end of the day we're all after the same end game. Why we would hurt each other, I don't have a clue. I mean, Christian's been doing it for years and probably so everybody else. I see Muslim sects fighting each other all the time, but we're all after the same end game. We want freedom. We either want economic freedom we want freedom from health issues. We want freedom from marital issues. We want freedom. So why would we go out here and, and crap on each other, for lack of a better term? Why? Did you ever think about this? If, if, you're, if you're a Christian, think about this for a minute. If, if Jesus was sent down here for us to all you know, be saved and all that good stuff, then there has only be one message. God came into this world through his son and all that good stuff. Then why do we have all these different denominations? 
See, this is what happens when people are not focused on their gifts, when they're focused on the wrong side of the, of the equation. If you want to be happy and build your business, then you've got to realize that your calling has to do with using our gifts and passion to do good. You've got to live by the golden rule and push yourself to be the kind of person that you want other people to be towards you. And when you do that, your business will grow and the sky will be the limit on where you can do, where you can go and what you can do. Tomorrow we get to finish up this wonderful book. And it ends on one of the best chapters I can think of, Happy People Have Faith. This is going to be rocking. It's beautiful. Hey, folks, you have been listening to the Beachside CEO. Troy Dooley here is your host on the Home Business Radio Network, the voice of positive powered radio.